The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. We're going to talk about the movie. Probably the recording. We're here. 20 minutes, you know, talking about a puppy. Good morning, guys. Potato. Oh, wait, how's my sound? I should probably plug in my headphones. Oh, geez. You sound good to me. Good morning. They're under me. They're under They're you. Under my feet. So, so for those of you that don't know what's going on, Richard just got a new corgi puppy. His name is not Potato, but that's what I've been calling him. His name is Scanlan. And he is currently in, in Richard's office with him and Yoshi because Richard has to babysit why we do the podcast today. <laughs> Potato. They were literally under my feet trying to bite each other. And it feels like bowling balls. Oh, not, not oh, like a lovely massage. Hot puppers. Um, but he looks like a tiny potato, so I've been calling him potato all week. Um, he looks pretty cute from what I can see. I've only met him through a screen. All you, all you get to see is you occasionally see the puppy and the rest of it's Yoshi's butt. Yeah, By the way, it's all yeah. corgi, but... Yeah, it's all corgi all the time, <laughs> but... I see a tail. Hey, hey. Yeah. Do you see her tail? Oh, I looked away at his tail. Oh, I see a cat tail. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's Duncan. That's Duncan. I can literally see the tail shooting out going. <laughs> Little gray Duncan arch coming into the screen. No, all my cat, my cat has discovered the miracle that is window watching for an indoor kitty, and that's pretty exciting. That is that's, amazing. That's what he's up to right now. Um, and apparently has found his voice and does meow. I don't hear him meow because he only meows when I leave. And he just oh. cries and annoys the shit out of my husband. When oh. I leave at work. And I leave at like 10 o'clock at night. So I'll leave at 10 o'clock at night. And apparently then he suddenly finds his voice, which I find a little bit hilarious. Duncan has decided he wants to go outside lately. So he got very mad at me this morning when he wanted to go outside and I wouldn't let him and he bit me. Oh, bitey. Bitey. Which is why his nickname is Fighty Bitey, because that's a typical Duncan thing to do. It seems like a standard Duncan response. It is. Don't drink my tea. It's hot, you dummy. Oh, now, yep. before we get into the podcast, have you guys been following the Will Smith stuff? Please tell me you have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, it broke the internet for like 24 hours. And it was... So the way you guys were smart and watched it together live, well, I was watching. We tried Oscars. to get you to watch it. Well, I was watching the Oscars and then fell asleep because I had worked the night before and woke up after falling. was like shit a couple hours later and opened my phone and the internet had broken in half. I was like, what is happening? And I finished watching the Oscars and... 
I found out what happening. <laughs> you should have came to that Oscar party. Nice. And the food was delicious. You missed so much food. Oh my god, we had so much fun that night. Well, well on Will the Smith Facebook page, you guys can see pictures. And of course, yeah, of course, you know, I dislike Will Smith with a passion. So it just and that made it funnier for me. Just knowing that about you. Just knowing that I am just like so happy with what's going on. And now he's he, he quit the academy, which is amazing. And there's still promising retribution, which is also amazing. I read that they removed him, not they quit. No, he signed, he re, he resigned. He he did it on his own terms. They don't meet until the 18th, and he decided he was gonna try to save face with them, and maybe he'll only get a limited sentence of like 10 years, being out of them for leaving on his own accord versus waiting for them. I really hope they rescind his Oscar. History doesn't say they will, but they've only done it once. But I'm hoping. <laughs> right. Well, just the with everything else and everybody else, his actions affected. I mean, you can ask me any award for the rest of the night, and the only one I can tell you is Coda. Yeah. That's the one that, like, burned into your brain. Yeah. because Well, I was, I was very anxious over if I was going to make that best picture prediction. But the Will Smith thing kind of blocked out all the other awards for me. Yeah. It went Will Smith and then Coda won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, no, Will, Will Smith had his little win too, which didn't help because no. that actually went from that to his win to from that I to mean, his like, yeah. Honestly, that whole thing was a mess. And the irony for the big irony for me in that situation was I had just gotten done. Like, literally having a conversation with my son, who a few weeks ago was suspended for being fucking handsy with a kid. Not in, like, a playing rough way. Like, a lashing out in anger way. And I was like, look, here's the deal. When you're an adult, people, you get lawsuits. You can go to prison. You can seriously hurt. There are real consequences with choosing to use hands. And I was watching the end of the Oscars with my kids. So when I went back on... Orion then watches a full-grown man cold cock another man and not get arrested and not be sued. And it's kind of like, should the takeaway is trophy? And I was like, well, this is going to be hard to explain. Explain. Well, it's, damn it. the one thing, the shining moment of that is Chris Rock. For one, he was super, oh. super calm. Yeah. He remained yeah. calm in the adversity. Um, afterwards, he was approached on an, on the lower level by police, and they asked him if he wanted to press charges or have him removed. And he said no. He was leaving himself, and he just what wanted to get out of there. Professional. No, Chris left. I didn't ruin. He, yeah, he left. Oh, he decided really? that it would be more professional for him to remove himself instead of causing a scene on the floor, etc., and asking for will for, her will to be taken care of. So, yeah, um, I guess he just needed time to process. And it was good to finally get that part of the picture that we hadn't seen. Yeah. And to know because we didn't have those details. And so I'm definitely following the story because the Academy Awards are very important to me. Right. But still, um, yeah, kind of made the Oscars a wild night after all. Uh-huh. I know I've seen um, some of it, like because Jeremy's been following it pretty closely as well. 
And I guess there's a different angle where you can see Jada laughing throughout the entire affair. Oh, what I saw was like Jada laughing after he says, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. And you can clearly see like a motion because it's kind of it's from behind her. I couldn't see her face, but it does look like she's making a laughing motion, finding it comical that her husband went and did that. Right. Just like assaulted somebody else. Like um, I think what disturbed me the most was the kids. The their kids the kids reaction. I didn't hear the daughter's reaction, but I heard the um Jaden's yeah, Jaden's yeah. reaction. Thank you for reminding me of their name. And uh, uh, yeah. that was not a good response or to any of it. Exactly. To be like, that's how we do. I'm like, oh, your family just throws hands casually. Is that a thing in your world? That's bad, man. That's I, not good. I just I both sent you a little cartoon clip I found online yesterday. Just oh, to let no. you know. Oh no, I'm sure it's off. Dude, the memes. People were on oh, that no. shit. Boom, oh, boom, yeah, they boom. Were. It was relentless. We don't oh, talk about data jokes. Uh, I love I shared some of them in, in our oh. feeds so you can see. Oh, Oh man, they were ruthless. The one this morning was about Chuck Norris, and it was funny. Um, you know, the when Chuck Norris tells a joke about Will Smith's wife, Will Smith slaps himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was a. There's a lot of conflicting things. I, one of the things I've been kind of saying when people are really supportive of the whole idea and, and as if he was standing up for his wife is just like very few of us are allotted the luxury of physical retaliation over hurt feelings. It's just not how shit works. Really, you don't get to throw hands because your feelings were hurt. At least that's what I was told. If I had known we were allowed to do that, my life probably would have turned out very different. Yeah, same. You'd be in jail. (laughs) Like, make it make sense, man. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So when they were like, we'll take away his trophy, I was like, that's silly punishment, but whatever. What you got. That's actually a very major punishment. I think it depends on how you feel, because that was assault. That's not like, he didn't like cheat his way into the Oscars or break one of their rules. He assaulted someone. Well he, well, he broke, he did break their rules. That That is against their rules. <laughs> so, it should you know, be against it, most rules. But it, it should be, like, but, but yeah, they're bylaws themselves. And because they ruin the awards for so many people, that sure, legally he should be, have charges pressed, but he should lose his award too. Or that's my right. opinion. I'm just saying that I felt like everyone went to like lose the award and I almost saw, saw very few people who were like, Police question mark criminal charges is the state gonna sue us up i know a lot of people who would have the like if chris rock didn't sue the state would have sued and you would have still like i'm very surprised at that myself right like i feel like this is one of those situations where you know because i know a lot of like at some states do yeah. Right. In, in the state level, like I know here in, in Vermont, you know, if this was a, you know, a domestic case, that if, you know, the partners was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to press charges, the state would have been like, all right, well, we're going to, 
you know, taken it out of doesn't always matter. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, they would have taken it out of their hands and been like, all right, well, we're gonna do it for you then. And I get that celebrities, quote unquote, aren't real people. That's kind of part of it. But Uh, well, California laws are different. So that's that's a big part of it. But like I mean, like there's no way he can deny that he did it. I mean, it was on around the freaking world. Like, I mean, pretty sure Putin's going to hire him. <laughs> oh my, my God. husband showed me the video and oh. was like, you think this is real? And I watched it. I was like, oh yeah, that is someone getting cold cocked for sure. Whether it was planned or not, that was full contact. I don't think like, no it was planned. No, that, that, that. Hey, he wouldn't be called on, on charges if it was. Yeah. yeah. No, the shot. Yeah, no. Chris Rock did not know how to react to that. No. I do like smooth move with the like that's the greatest moment in television because in that moment, it was. Right. Right. It is absolutely. It is. Right. It is going to be one of those moments that is remembered. It will it's be like, remembered. Like the nip slip at the Super Bowl. It's going to be one of those moments it will that we'll be. talk about for the rest of our lives. The Britney Madonna makeout. I don't think anyone's ever cold cocked anyone during the Super Bowl, but probably has happened, and I just like wasn't alive for it. Right? Like, who knows? You know, in like the oh, first two seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, they were throwing hands. So, but with <laughs> out of the Oscars, I will say that I, you know, because we have our 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 game that we always play and picking out awards that. My friend Matt won me one by one. He, so th- oh, there's a so little, close. well, there's a, there's a little confusion about my award show because I know I I know Keller was there, so we had two Matts that were both <laughs> participating. Yeah, the did. second Matt came in and filled out his card after the fifth award, so he filled out all of those as correct answers. So his he I disqualified him is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't get away with that and then say, ooh, I won because he had twelve. And it was like, yeah, except you came into it way too late and you filled in all the answers you knew were there. Not cool. And then he hovered over the shoulder of the person doing it because he wanted to make sure he got credit, which was even more annoying. It was like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. So the real winner of this was my other friend, Matt, who beat me by one. He got ten, I got nine, and Dave got eight. Oh, so Dave, Dave is the best. Close. Okay, so Dave is the best part of this entire thing. Because awesome. Richard and Dave filled out a piece of paper, like, days beforehand on what their, their predictions were. Right. Okay. And then everybody got there that night and we were supposed to fill out the pieces of paper. So we all did. And then we all decided that we were going to fold them all up and then randomly pass them out. So everybody like fill like corrected somebody else's paper. Like, you know, you did it when you were in third grade and you okay, did this yeah, sure. spelling test and then you pass them all to the teacher and then the teacher passed them out to somebody else. So you corrected somebody else's paper. We all were in third grade. We all hated it. We all did it. So that's what we decided to do. About the third award in, Dave's like, did That's I get mine. that one right? And Richard's <laughs> like, well, did you fill out a piece of paper? And he's like, well, yeah, the other day with you. And Richard's like, yeah, but did you fill it out tonight? And he's like, no, because I filled one out the other night with you. 
there was this, like this whole thing when Dave was like, "No, I didn't fill it out tonight. Why would I? I filled it out the other night. I've already done this. It's so I had right? so I had I had to find his sheet of paper, which I did. did Worked you find his it? answers. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. I used it for the, our, our webcast that mor- a Sunday morning. morning. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. that was the paper I filled out too. So I had my cheat sheet to know exactly what I. What I but yeah, so all the rest of us all had these pieces of paper that were like all printed out and all nice and neat and had all the categories and everything else. Richard's got this piece of paper that's all like janky and like looks like <laughs> shit for Dave's answers all night long. Like, <laughs> I was trying to, and I was correcting two peoples. Right. Like, <laughs> it was dumb. That's amazing. Oh, was I would censor talking about the Oscars, I would like to eat my words and say I had a big fat like poo-poo about Queen of Basketball and I thought it wasn't going to win and people weren't going to be able to appreciate it and I was wrong. So You were? It won? Good on them and good on her and that's a story people should know. So I was wrong on a lot of several ones because the Academy went haywire this year, I felt, and didn't go with with their normal their normal go-tos. So once again, out of 23, I only got nine. I didn't even get half. Oh, yeah. I forget how, I forgot how many there were. Right. Every, it sounds like everyone was pretty low, like nine, eight, seven. Right. Everyone was right near each so other. So me, Dave, and Matt all saw the movies. Matt got ten. I got nine. Dave got eight. So you can see the the, the very odd correlation there. It Did is, you guys all get similar ones? Um, I mean, yes and no. Like, I I know that there were a few answers where Dave and I had different answers, and we were both wrong. But then there was the 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 ones like I did get best picture, I did get best actor. Um, Coda got the ones that it deserved, though. It, it really did. It like, really deserved it. it. Now I really want to see it, and I'm glad it got the awards that it deserved. And I was super glad and super. Oh to see them incorporate all of the ASL that they did for the cast and like that was awesome. So Coda you'll probably want to come up here and watch because yeah. it's an it's an Apple Plus. So I had to rent Apple Plus to, for the week to see it. When at one I had to go on eBay and buy a screener of it because I don't know that it's ever going to come to DVD. Well, I think we have Apple Plus here, but our TV in the living room just shit the bed. So we don't have oh, no. Yeah, we're not quite entirely sure why either because nobody messes with the TV in the living room. Like, the cats don't mess with it because Osiris is a dick. Like, Osiris has a tendency to. No, Osiris is the least graceful cat on the planet. He, like, falls out of the, the, the windows. Nice. Like, yeah, he's not. He's not smooth. Um, and they climb in the ceiling in the basement. Like they're not supposed to be up there, but he they do, and he like falls out of the ceiling on a regular basis and has like broken fish tank covers of the kids' fish tanks in the basement and is like not Casey's TV over and like he's not graceful. So, anyways, my point is the cats don't mess with the TV in the living room. They mess with the TVs in the other rooms, but not in the living room. Okay. And it just like stopped working the other day. So we don't have a TV in the living room right now. So like, and that's the TV that would be connected to the Apple stuff. So I don't have any other choice but to go to Richards and watch it right now. <laughs> uh, I do. I have a screener of it. So that came in the other day because I had to have a hard copy for my collection. Of course. I was like, I, I get, I have, well, 
I also have a secondary collection in that collection, which is I have every Oscar-winning Best Picture. So I have all of them from 1927 to the present. Well, and at this point, anyways, the next couple of movies I'm going to have to watch at your place as it is, because after Clue, after Clue we're going to be doing my two movies, which are and Legend and Willow, and I own Willow, but you have Legend. Yep. So we're going to be watching the I next I to watch those again. Anyway. So. Those are going to be so, a fun. Anyway, this week, when my birthday week, we did Clue. Because yes, Clue, Clue is one of my favoriteest. Well, the problem with me is that I collect the games, and I remember being like seven years old, eight years old, somewhere in there, and I was bugging my cousin, as always, whenever we got together, I became addicted to Clue the second she showed me how to play, and I wanted to play it anytime I saw her, and she was getting super, super fed up with me always wanting to play Clue, and she was, she, I remember her kind of complaining to Aunt Gloria. And she was like, I don't really want to play Clue. And Gloria's like, show him the movie. And I perked up, it's like, movie? She goes, is he old enough? And I'm like, yes, I'm old enough. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. And she's like, it's only PG. It'll be okay. And Stephanie's like, all right. Yeah, so she stuck the movie in. And, of course, I then became obsessed. Well, I mean, who would have Tim Curry? Well, it wasn't the Tim okay. Curry that actually got me. Um, so the same year, uh, the Disney Channel was airing an anniversary airing of Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella with Leslie and Warren. So and there was this big thing about about you know the movie, and they were doing interviews with them, etc. And I just found Leslie and Warren absolutely fascinating at that point. Um, and she was in the film, and yeah. I. Became, was just so excited. It was like, oh my god, it's Leslie and Warren, and I did that Blow that little connection even at my age. Yeah. So yes, the movie has Christopher Lloyd and Eileen Brennan and Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn and Michael McKeon, and like it has everybody. It has Martin yeah, Mull. The biggest eighties like, like could the, have at the time. Yep. But the one yeah. that I was super enamored was. Then the only one I noticed was, oh my god, it was Leslie Ann Warren. Now, I had seen Back to the Future at this point. Oh, but, and, and, and I had been obsessed with it, but I didn't, I don't think I recognized him. I almost didn't either. Yeah. Um, really? Well, I was it's, a kid. He's just so much younger, and I'm so used to him being much older. Yeah. I mean, once I saw Taxi, I could correlate it easily, because he was obviously in Taxi. But but still, I, you know, I, yeah, so it was Leslie and Warren that really attracted me to the film, besides the fact that it was Clue. Now, what's always attracted me to the game Clue are the drawings of the rooms. I don't know what it is. I like them. I think I do, actually. My mom was a big, was big into cutting out. They had these catalogs with dollhouse furniture and stuff, and mom used to cut them out and make rooms on paper. I'll be right and, back. Okay. Keep going, but I'll be right back. So she would make she would make like rooms and, and she'd then cut out her little paper dolls and put them in the rooms, etc. And she would yeah, make sure makeshift, she'd make makeshift toys, I guess, when when I was a kid to 
amused us because we didn't grow up with television and we grew up in an area that quite often lost electricity. So it was a good way to keep people amused. So those something about those rooms like instantly remind me of my mom. So I I am obsessed with the game Clue mainly for the boards. If they have a plain board, you'll hear me complain because there's no detail whatsoever in it. I really, really hate the 1970s edition. I own it, <laughs> but it was the last one it's I sought just out that to beige get. Beige board with. Well, the rooms are filled with. It looks like um, wallpaper samples. It's just different colors and textures in the rooms. No furniture. No. It's very boring. It's not my favorite. Don't care for the game at all. Other people are like, oh, it's wonderful and artsy. No, it's crap. But whatever. <laughs> um, so the, the movie really... clue fits nicely into my collection in both worlds. Because in my world, I also have over 300 clue games from all over the world. So, so many. It is so many. That many exists. Um, I, I will send over a photo for her to put on the Patreon site. Yes, please. So that she can see the clue room. Um, but the clue room is is definitely dwarfed by my movie room, but still. So well, I'm telling um, you, do a video. Side note, random side note. Go to the Patreon people, but like, yep. do a video tour so I can post it in the Patreon. Of your oh, that's actually video. I have one on my phone already. There you go. Yes, send it. It's to in me. three parts. Can you put it back together? Possibly three parts oh. might be okay too. Anyway, that's fair. Anyway, so this movie is super super special. Um, I can almost do it line for line, and it starts off like the clue game this does. It, it it does it, it. They what they did is they wanted to, the clue game has, um. It's something like over 1,800 different possible endings. And they wanted a movie that, and and it works. What they did is they make it, they give you a choice. I guess I'll go into a little bit of the history of this for the moment. They give you a choice of three endings. And all three, no matter which way you go, all line up with everything that's happened in the movie. If you go back and see it, when they say people are missing from rooms, they are missing from the rooms. Like, it's like you go back and you can find all the details, which means it's a very well put together film and it's very hard to find plot holes. Uh, trust Someone me, I've spent years did looking. pay attention to I did notice that where I was like, hey, bravo for not making yeah. new shit up as you go through the movie. They, he's, it was good. It, it, was, was it, it was, it was, it was, it's a fun movie. Um, in theaters, originally, one of their gimmicks was that they played a different ending. You could go see the movie three or four times and, you know, never see the same ending or, you know, you would try to find the that had the different endings. It wasn't until the home video edition that all three endings got put together in its final format. And there is a fourth ending that ended up. Sorry. Oh, oh there you are. I was like, what are you talking? I saw her voice and her mouth move. I couldn't hear her. <laughs> Sorry. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. No, no, the different endings, how it's like all three endings together at once. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a fourth ending that ended up on the cutting room floor that oh. has not resurfaced yet. Um, I don't know if it's going to. I Every time it gets re-released, I hope and hope and hope that it's going to have that fourth ending as a special. It doesn't. Um, there are photos of the fourth ending in the Clue movie storybook that came out in 1985. 
Um, and they showed hints of it on a Clue special that aired. It was, um, I, th- I think it was called the Art Clue: The Art of Murder or something like that. And it was supposed to. Be, it was all modern day detectives. Uh, that they have a, a segment on Murder She Wrote and a segment on Columbo and a segment on Father Dowling and a, you know th- th- those all those mysteries and I've never been able to get a hold of the special but supposedly they have a piece of the missing scene aired in that as well. Um, so I that's something that's very if anybody has that special please reach out and so that you all know I also have a Facebook page called Clue Include All the Ultimate Fan Site where you can go through the editions and any of the movie stuff that I actually have found. Of course you do. <laughs> One thing that they did Uh-oh. not I I actually have I I actually have like 500 members on that site. So nice. it's I'm very happy with that. Um but um yeah they actually had a a fan-made clue game that I ended up buying that they took the movie all, all the elements of the movie and put it into it and hand drew the rooms and everything. It's absolutely wow. perfect. And it is something that they never cashed in on when this movie came out. The movie only did 14.6 million at the box office when it was, they had spent 15 million. So they considered it a awesome. waste. Yeah. Because I, and if you honestly, if you go back and you look at the old commercials for it, it doesn't necessarily look that entertaining. It looks kind of more like it's a Mad Men, Mad Men world versus actual Clue. But it's amazing. I love it so much. It's such a good game. Hey, Uh-oh. Hold that thought. <laughs> uh, um, so. Oh, beat your child if so you need. Oh, well, get he, the um, I don't know how Josh is going to feel about this one. Uh-oh. <gasps> Who pooed? Oh, Who no. pooed on what? <gasps> Did he eat the controller? Oh no! Headphones, yo. Oh no! Oh, oh no! He ate through the cord, guys. He ate through Josh's headphones. <gasps> Ooh, girl, you gonna be in trouble. That's almost as bad as when Yoshi ate through Josh's Switch controller. <laughs> Jenna, this is twice a victim now. He's gonna be so mad. Yep. Josh, anyway, Josh is the victim of the corgi potatoes. <laughs> Sorry for that interruption, guys. That's a live, a live feed right there. This is why we just said fuck it, run it when we started because now we get things like this. <laughs> so you can be a part of the real moments we share together. Good and the bad. Can you record your husband yelling at you later? Because He's sure. not going to yell at me. He's yeah. going to yell at the dog. Well, maybe and not. One, uh, we'll get canceled from the internet. And, and <laughs> the funny thing is, is that every time Yoshi, uh, yeah, every time Yoshi, every time the corgis do this, he takes it internally. He'll be like, oh my God, he'll be pissed off. And he's like, well, I should have done this. Or it's my fault because, you know, yeah. Like the corgi suddenly poops, and he's like, "Oh, I'm bad. I forgot that it's been a half hour since I fed them." And I'm like, "Really?" Oh. Yesterday, oh my god, yesterday we all it's went over there late yesterday. though. Like, we all went over there yesterday to play D and D, right? And right. Josh had all of this stuff laid out on the floor, like cords and everything else. And Scanlan started chewing on one of the cables, and Josh is like, "Ah, oh, I should have grabbed the bitter, bitter apple stuff so Scanlan wouldn't chew on this." And we're like. 
Or we could just not let the puppy in the game room. Like, <laughs> well, and it's not even a like having puppies. Shit gets chewed on. Someone, I, like people, had to tell me billions of times. Like, you're being guilty for not psychically knowing this was gonna happen in the next twenty minutes. It's what? fine. It's fine. This shit happens. What's worse is the game room is where all my clue games are. And I don't know that they're okay. I haven't been back over them yet. You should very possibly not let them in. Your clue games. We we were like, if we let Scanlan near the clue games, Richard will kill us. So we made sure he didn't do that. We can see what's happening right now once he clears the screen. We can't see him. Well, he he pulled empty computer paper out of the package, and he's now chewing on it over next to Yoshi. I just saw a piece of paper move. It's just a ghost flap. That's what I saw. Oh, potato. Oh, there we go. That's better. <laughs> Look at the pupper butt. You got a piece of paper. Yes, you do. Which means books will no longer be safe. Uh, we, we tried to let them out on the porch yesterday until we realized that Scanlan can't get between the bars of the railing. That's hilarious. Small potato. Yeah, small potato almost made it. Made um became mashed potato. <laughs> oh no! So anyway, clue. Oh, we're not <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Focus. Uh huh. This so, is gonna be interesting. This you, might yeah. be a two-parter. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> please, no, no, no. no, no I want to edit today. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this already. What time well, did we start? 9.23. We're only okay. a half an hour. <laughs> right. Carry on. Clue. Yes. So, Clue is rather a, I guess, a more simplistic story that gets a little technical as it goes along. But you have six people that are all meeting up at this this mansion and, and the middle of what appears to be nowhere on a really horrific Stormy night. Um, dark and stormy night. It's very that. You see, it start off with with a car going up the hill, and it kind of you know just purrs into its spot. And he gets out, and this gentleman gets out, and he comes over, and he bribes two big dogs with bones to stop to stop barking at him and letting him chain them up. He then goes into the house. Um, he then goes and finds the maid and you discover that he, he asks questions like, is everything ready? And I rather enjoyed the maid. Right. She's great. She's she's pretty great. The way she's dressed is super funny. Um, it is very funny. Stereotypical, like French French maid outfit. Yeah. (laughs) French accent and her boobs, like all akimbo up to her chin. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty amazing, actually. It takes place in 1954, which they do tell you to a a the radio playing. Well, I think it's a record playing record pl- player playing "Shake, Rattle, and Roll." So you get that vibe right after. You get a date, cool. So yeah. he checks in with the maid, makes sure everything is ready, and she is supposed to be a French maid. She has a heavy accent. And then he jumps over it's to the kitchen. Ridiculous French accent. <laughs> check it's with Mrs. Awkward. Brill. 
that dinner will be done. And Mrs. Brill starts off the evening by making it super uncomfortable when she turns around with a knife and she's like, dinner will be ready at 7.30. And he immediately backs up and okay, and he moves on and his first guests arrive. As someone um, who's worked in like restaurants with chefs though, that's kind of how chefs act. It is. It is. It is. It is. That's kind of how they are. They they don't care. They brandish their If you're room. like, hey, yes, hurry you. up, they're like, I will murder you in this kitchen and get away with it. And you're like, oh, okay, fine. I just you don't leave me alone, we'll be eating you for dinner and nobody yeah, will you're like, I was just asking about the salmon, man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just leave now. So um, he he exit out and he goes and he answers the first doorbell, which is yeah. Colonel Mustard. Um, Speaking of doorbells, where's Cat going? I don't know. She didn't say. No, I can't anyway. hear you. I'm getting lotion because my hands hurt. Blast so it was just funny because Richard's like he goes to get the doorbell and you just run like you're going to get the doorbell. Ding <laughs> dong and ran away. <laughs> This starts an ongoing joke uh, right around of the dog poop that they're all stepping in. Yep. Um, which is, is that what is happening? I thought it was just happening. the one guy had stepped in it, and that's why they all smell themselves near him. It like, could very well be, because Wadsworth would be the one that originally stepped in it. The the, the guy who's now introducing all, all the characters. Into the home. It's just my guess. I've not. Everybody's everybody smells it. They all smell dog shit throughout the entire. Yeah. And it's it's an ongoing gag, and it's pretty funny and enjoyable to watch. Scanlan. Scanlan. Speaking of dog poop. (laughs) Well, now he's trying to climb on Josh's computer. I I don't know if the right thing to do is to lock him out of the room. There may be parts of this podcast that you, as a uh, listener, may just have to be a little bit patient. He's got a new baby puppy, and there will be some things. If I have to step away, I will turn it over to one of the others. They've all at least seen the film, so they do. They do know, like um, <laughs> Otato. Sorry. Oh Jesus! You you might have to go put him away. I really might. Um, do you want to continue from where, where from Colonel Mustard's arrival? can ramble Terry for a second. I'm sure we can. Thank you. I'll be right back. Take it away, cat. Yeah, we do get Colonel Mustard. And I think it's kind of funny how you like when Colonel Mustard comes in, he's like, that's not my name. And I I did like the gimmick that they're like an alias and these were not real names. It made me feel better about watching it. Honestly. Um, We get Colonel Mustard and he sniffs himself. How many guests do we get right away? Kind of brings Colonel Mustard into the room, and he, I'm pretty sure, grabs the maids. There were at least three incidences of sexual assault in the movie, and my dragon named Karen was like, stop grabbing people's asses, please! But it was all, it it was, I mean, not that it's acceptable, but it's all part of the, like, joke of the movie. It's all very campy and funny, and it's not welcome, which I appreciated. Like, uh, yeah, no one's, cool no one's accepting of it, even though yeah. it's- everyone's pretty pissed. Um, there, did you? I'm sure you know you've seen this. Is my first watch. Did all the cars match their characters? I don't remember. I, I wasn't paying attention to that. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't. I was supposed to watch it with Richard last night, but after D and D yesterday, and I was getting a headache. I didn't feel very good, so I didn't watch it recently. 
So I'm trying to run off of memory from a while ago. Um, But I've seen it several times. I know know the movie. Um, So I don't remember. I assume knowing how well thought out the movie is and all the details that, yeah, the cars, the cars match, but. I was, well, and uh, Richard, of course, will like, would have been able to spew off three fun facts in that moment. Yeah. Um, but I think when I was watching it, I think that was something I did. I was like, all the cars are like the same color as the character pieces, which I thought was fun and adorable. They, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, the, the guests, the guests trickle in. They all get their code names. They all get upset about their code names. The only thing that I did find interesting is that while they all are dressed kind of similar to what their name should be, like Colonel Mustard's kind of got that yellowish brown and Miss Peacock's in blue and all that stuff. Is Mr. Yeah, that Green, crazy feather hat thing. Mr. Green is not. He's dressed in brown. Oh, shit, that's true. I didn't notice the cars and not notice that. That's a good point, though. Yeah. I don't know why that detail always sticks out to me, but it does. Well, and I think, like, by the end of the movie, it's a diff- it's a differentiator, almost. Um, and it does kind of lead you to believe other things. Like, Miss... Mm, is it Miss... Um... It's fucking the... the I can't think of any movie names. There's Scarlet, Plum, Peacock, Green, Mustard, White. I think it's Scarlet whose car breaks down on the way, and she gets a ride with the psychiatrist. Uh, um, see, I don't know the game. This is why Richard is important here, because he loves the game so much. Richard's movie, and he has to go babysit the puppy. He's got to go, like, handle his children. <laughs> Rest of us got rid of ours. I was going to say, this is why I'm glad I have teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yours are big now. Um, but one uh, of the things I noticed right away is the the woman whose car did break down on the way. Dude, they had, like, that cinch they had going on her race. Pretty woman, that's what I want to call her, because that's the movie I remember her from. <laughs> It, like, the way, that dress looked uncomfortable as fuck, and the whole time I was watching it, I was like, damn, that costuming, though. Yeah, no, the costuming was, was, painted. the costuming was amazing. Like, even, even with, uh, like, how we ridiculous this is, like, all of the costuming was on point. Like, it was really good. Yeah, it was very, like, right away you're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching It's Real Life Clue, and it's very that. Yeah, um, it, it, was, it was really good. I really enjoyed all the costuming and everything. Right away they kind of start misleading you because Miss, the one who keeps killing, the one who keeps not killing her husband comes in and looks at the maid in a dirty way, and Tim Curry's like, you know each other? Yeah. I you know, <laughs> was like, oh, scandals. I like scandals. Scandals are great. Hey, our saved your husband! Oh, there he is. Viewers, you cannot see him, but he is back. He has so, returned. So embarrassing. He's never going to save us all. Oh no, he put his headphones on backwards. <laughs> what a miss! You put your headphones on backwards. Oh, uh, it was a lewd attempt. We got a whole five minutes 
ahead because I we yeah because um, I didn't watch the movie and I don't really remember what's going on and I don't have notes so I'm going off my ADD brain. We got into the guests have come in and we have acknowledged that Mrs. White and the maid know each other. We don't know how. Mr. Green is the only character not wearing colors that associate with his name. Yeah, Miss Peacock came in and fully like boob gazed at the maid. Yep. Like full eyes in chest, which is something I found very funny uh -huh. to watch. Just her be like, whoa, what? <laughs> what so, is that? Is, so is everybody in the dining room? Is that where we've gotten to? Yes. Or, yeah, that's where we've gotten to. Yeah. Okay. We should have to detail because it was, it was not graceful how we got there. Yeah, no. no. Super fair. Well, Okay, guys. Anyway, uh, obviously there are certain people that you notice that do know other people in there, although you're not explained to as of why just yet. You just get that. And they do the music so well that it's very foreboding. Like, even though it's supposed to be a dinner party, it feels malicious. It's just not that normal feel. Everybody has place cards by their seats. Um and one of the first things you get to see is everybody sitting down and after making little remarks, like, you know, the female. Miss Peacock tries to have a conversation as if she's good at it, and it is painful. So, <laughs> so just before that, Yvette brings out all oh, the soups for everybody, and she passes out their soups. And first, you have the sequence of three people right in a row that are. Slurping their soups in different ways, almost in unison. And all three are sitting on the same side of the table. The others are just kind of look shocked and dumbfounded. And, you know, but then they all take their seats. And Mrs. Peacock does try to break the ice because that's part of her her job. It's part of her husband's job. She being the wife of a... And then she stops herself because, you know, they're not really supposed to talk about who they are. They're under a pseudonym. So as the other guests... <laughs> Sorry. that's amazing um so as as they're sitting there trying to, to have this discussion of who they are wadsworth keeps entering into the room and interrupting their conversations they do get to the point that everybody does work in washington and or earns their money from the government well, most in some of them way. do yeah right um then it is revealed that there is a sixth guest that they are still waiting on. And that intrigues him because there's the spot at the head of the table. Well, the doorbell rings and he goes to allow in the sixth guest. Um, he, This gentleman, they don't reveal who he is right off either. He comes in, has a short conversation with Wadsworth, wants to know why Wadsworth is locking them in. Wadsworth says... Um, the only way he would get the key is over his dead body. Um, the man It's leaves. real aggressive right off the bat. He <laughs> really is. The man leaves his suitcase. pretty quick. This terrible uh, snakeskin suitcase in the hall as he <laughs> joins, goes in for dinner. He sits down and... Um, Sexually assaults. Uh, yeah. Wadsworth <laughs> asks him if he wants... More ass-grabbing. Uh, ...wants something... To, to eat and he I, goes no thanks I've just ate and he does this and he takes Yvette's maid uniform and he flips it up and, and 
and she flinches clearly. Clearly, they know each other. Clearly, everybody's uncomfortable. She's and this, not stoked about it. And this guy, poor of it. And this guy looks grungy and clean at the same time. It's super weird to describe it. You just know he's a sleazeball. He's like a used car salesman in a nice suit. He's just got that. Yeah, he very much had that vibe where I was like, oh, oh he no. really does. <laughs> like Can we he... uninvite that one? <laughs> so, um, at one point, he's asked how they, if they know each other, and he's like, oh, we know each other, don't we, dear? Well, <laughs> since Ooh. nobody, uh, Wadsworth offers dessert, nobody part- takes him up on this offer, because they're clearly upset Everyone over what's just uncomfortable. So he suggests that they adjourn to the study. Once they get into the study, he has an envelope on his desk, and he shares with them that everybody in that room shares something in common. They're all being blackmailed. Now, most of them do try to deny it, except, of course, Miss Scarlet, who was very pleased with herself that she is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'll be out with it, it's fine. It's like, yeah. And then they go through guest by guest, hearing each one of their stories and what happened. Colonel Mustard pays for a blackmailer because um, something about he came into money during the war. And he doesn't He's really selling uh, parts to planes to but, the but, other side. But, but they don't tell that in that scene. Oh, they don't. Oh, they no. Don't. He he was a war profiteer. Is all they said. Oh, well, they don't actually go into detail until later. Yeah, um, but he is. He stole essential okay. engine parts and sold them to the enemy, therefore making our guys crash. Um. So that's a fun fact. But he tried to tell them at that point that he... And Colonel Mustard makes up a lot of lies throughout the evening. He's the one that is nowhere near honest. First, he tells them his he makes his money from his dead parents. And then he says that the shock would have killed his mother if she'd found out. And, there, and he gets keeps getting called out on each one of his lies. Then you have Miss um, Scarlet, who apparently runs a dating service for gentlemen yeah. in the Washington area for a short time. It's a brothel. It's a she brothel. does. Where She's super proud of it. She's like, yeah. oh yeah. Where yeah. Professor Plummy immediately asks her if he can have the number. <laughs> I like, though, that she's like, no. no. <laughs> like, yeah, you grabbed my ass earlier, so no. <laughs> like, good on um, you find out that that Professor Plum um, is he is a doctor that has had his license removed because he had a habit of sleeping with his patients. And Psych patients, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> what the fuck? So he pays. Like, That's real dark. That gives me like sucker punch vibes right there. Like, yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Mrs. White is revealed that she is paying the blackmailer because her husband, her, her she's had three husbands that have all died that under she mysterious totally didn't murder. That, they all died under mysterious circumstances. Belladonna, anybody? Right. <laughs> like Dude, I, love I love it because she was like, well, he was found dead at home where his head had been cut off, and so had his. Well, you know, and then <laughs> crosses their legs. <laughs> 
She's like, all that evening, I'd been out at the movies. And he's like... Well, yeah, I took myself to the movies. He's yeah. like, but your last husband disappeared. Well, that was his job. He was an illusionist. But he never reappeared. <laughs> that was my favorite line of hers, though. She, yeah. Well, he wasn't a very good illusionist. Like, oh, my God. She's my favorite line is men should be like Kleenex, soft, strong, and disposable. Oh, <laughs> like, wow, subtle, honey. There's so many good lines in that movie. There is a lot, a lot of quotable lines in this film. Um, it's pretty knockout funny at times. She's great. Then you have um, Mr. Green, who says that he his problem is that he is a homosexual and he's paying uh, the blackmailer not to reveal it on on the grounds of his job as high security. Protect his job at the time; it yeah. would have been yeah. illegal. And Mrs. Peacock, um, whose husband is a senator, accepts bribes and under <laughs> under the men's door in the restroom. <laughs> in secret those it's okay to take money to sway votes which is true but if you don't put it out there that you've accept money from founders it can get you in a lot of trouble which is true i was like oh right each one of them is except for miss scarlet seems to be very embarrassed that they've been outed and then they get on to the new guys the six guests secret and is of course they had introduced him as mr body so that tells you something it right was there. very funny i was like ah so <laughs> then announces to the group that well he's the one that's blackmailing you that's his secret that immediately causes a kerfuffle <laughs> well and i was also like oh we're just zow with it right then we're not gonna hold on to this at all all right i like i was genuinely surprised that the movie was like building suspense to i thought this moment and then just like tossed it out the window a third of the way and i was like oh all right like, there goes that plot line <laughs> yeah, just, had you never seen the movie before is this your first time we went through this Last week, last no, this week. is a first. I don't, I don't know why. I've had a lot happen since last week. I mean, Will Smith kind of took up most of my time. <laughs> I mean, That's amazing. I'm super happy you've seen this very now. Emotional. Just today. Yes, this is the first time watch for me. But yeah, there was, I understand because like there were a lot of the Grammys that were great, but I couldn't tell you specifically. Right. For that moment. I would say it was beautiful, Oscars. but it the Grammys is for music. Yes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I don't know things about The stuff. other award show that we all watch. They hand out trophies and, like, it's a thing. And sometimes people get bitch slapped. <laughs> National That's the Oscars. Oscars. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so he... Checked at the video, music video awards. After there is an altercation between him and Professor Plum and him and Colonel Mustard, uh, he decides that he's going to excuse himself and um I think he just kind of dips, doesn't he? Mr. Body is like, I'm yeah. yeah, he does. I just heard the dog. I'm so sorry. Oh, um, I'm sorry. No, um, I gotta I guess try to say oh, focus. You're good. You're he's, fine. He, he's howling up a storm in there and suddenly I just 
like heard something weird, and I'm like, check oh. on your uh, your kid around down there. So he he dips out of the room and tries to run out, and of course Wadsworth reminds him that the that the doors are locked, and he um he was like. Well, he was like, there's other ways, and he runs into the conservatory, and he goes to smash a glass, a, a, a pot, a plant pot, against one of the glass windows, and the Dobermans that were at the beginning of the film jump up on the glass and stop him. I respect he, that they did that, though, because so often people will be like, ah, with, you know, just the like weird, silly horror movie trope. I do like that they gave him an exit and then immediately fixed it with something that would be practical, like getting mauled to death by Dobermans. Correct. He'd be a real bummer. Yeah. So, like, I get why he was like, eh. okay, fine. So instead he goes and he decides that he's going to get his bag from the hall and he passes out gifts to everybody. Dude, this killed my true crime brain. Uh -huh. I was banging my head against the table. Cause the moment they opened those boxes, I was like, stop touching shit. All getting framed. <laughs> it, it, it hurt. It hurt to watch. So he passes out the box. They're all curious what these are. And someone says, well, it's probably the evidence against us. Someone, it was Mrs. White. Um, <laughs> and Miss Scarlet says, it's okay. I enjoy getting presents from strange men. And she opens the box <laughs> first. Fucking and her, in her box is the candlestick. And subsequently, each person gets, and each person asks, oh, what is this for? Blah, 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 blah. All six boxes get open. They're all the weapons. And and one is a noose. Right. Rope. I think it's Mrs. White's. And she right. still puts her hands all over it. She touches it and she lets it roll through her fingers. Like it gives you, it, it, it's not supposed to give you the vibe of, oh my God, you're going to get caught. It's like, oh my God, something bad is going to happen here. Right. Well, and that's, I wasn't, I just immediately was like, why aren't all, all of you are not half as upset as you should be by this situation? And he goes, each of, real in your hands, it. each of you holds a deadly weapon. Yeah, um, like this. Wadsworth holds the key to the front door, which he says will only be opened over his dead body. I suggest we take him up on that offer. Right? I suggest we take him up on that now. And he takes his hand, he flips off the light. Well, then you hear a couple of struggles, a shot goes off in the dark, you hear a scream, the lights come back on, and Mr. Body is laying presumably dead on the floor. Uh-huh. No marks. No marks. Uh, Professor Plum, who was also a doctor, goes over and he lifts his hand, lets it drop, checks for a pulse, and he's like, he's dead. <laughs> and they're like... Dead. How? It was like the shot went off in the dark. There's no bullet hole. It's like, look, it grazed his ear. No, it's over here. The shot's in the wall by the mirror. And it was like, well, they were like, well, what else could have killed them? It's like, well, maybe it was poison. And the second they like, maybe he drank this and Miss Scarlet holds up, you know, a glass that might have the cognac might have been poison. This sets this Mrs. Peacock off into a tyrant of screams. Woman. Where where oh, Mr. No. Green comes over and he slaps her to get her to stop. And he's like, well, you I have to stop her screaming. He will smith her. That's not going to get old. She's looking no, there so stunned. Everyone else is, is shocked. She's holding her face and he's like, well, I had to stop her screaming. Which is 
I because they did this so well and because the movie is so campy, usually I'm such a wine ass about shit like this, but the way they did it and because you are kind of immersed in this in this game of a world, this very fictional, playful, like campy world, it was it's, fantastic. It's, it's not very often that someone getting cold cocked makes me laugh, especially when they do the hysterical woman trope. But the way it happened. So funny. And the way she was screaming, I was like, someone shut... Oh! He shut her up. And this movie has a lot of funny scenes, and honestly, I'm skimming over some of them so that you don't really lose out on the enjoyment of the film. There are many scenes in this movie that just make me laugh. That are fun and cute. It's a funny movie. It's a fun movie about murder. Who doesn't want that? Right? It's a good well, background movie too. Like I've, I would feel good about being like, I don't know what to watch. I'll just put this on. It's cute. You can hear like good lines in the background. It's very like, yeah. very palatable movie. I enjoy it. Really, it. It's a good background movie. It really is. Yes. And then very you homely. hear, then you hear screaming from the other room because Yvette has been excused at this point to go and record the conversations. <laughs> Uh, they run over to the billiard room and open and they ask her why she's screaming all there by herself and she says it's because I, I drink the cognac as well. And, you know, <laughs> I heard. And, she, and she was she's very very her conversation is very stressed and very garbled but you definitely get that she doesn't like to be alone in the house locked up with the murderer. And you heard her, what her, you were saying and I am scared to be alone. And Colonel Mustard assures her that there are safety in numbers as he's holding his ranch and that they should come back to the study with them. There's not. It's not. So when they come back to the you study. Oh my God, you got it. <laughs> it's the podcast host, Rodeo. Ugh, fucking animal. I, I have to go get the puppy. There's something going on. I, I'll be right back. Yeah, can you guys pick up? Let's talk about Yvette for a minute, because I do Perfect. think she's adorable. And we've got her for a second. Yeah, how about them Yankees? Because <laughs> <laughs> we both know we can't move forward without them. Oh, we can't. <laughs> I do, like, I did appreciate, because of, this is actually the scene where I did kind of fall in love with Yvette, though, because of the, like, she's screaming in the other room, and I'm I was, as a new watcher, just sitting there like, what? What? Oh, my God. And when they get in there, it's just her. She's honestly my favorite. Like, I know she's supposed to be, like, the dumb housemaid, but she I love her. She's great. Oh, and I think it's because these actors, and I seriously, I was watching this movie. I watched it the first time and enjoyed it, and then I watched it the second time, really watching it. Right. About halfway through, I decided this movie could not only could not be done again, but could not be done with another cast. It, I know it got a huge cult following later, and I'm happy for it, and I see why, but I don't think it could be done by anyone else. No. Everyone no, was having has, so much fun. It has to be that group of actors. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. were having, I think the way, because the reason like characters yeah. like the event worked so well is because she looked like she was genuinely having fun having with fun. that yeah. character. It was great. So how's the potato? Uh, the potato is is quiet. Yoshi's the one that's whimpering next uh, to his cage. Um, he's very seems very distressed that the puppy is in distress. And the puppy, mind you, has chew toys and stuffed animals and 
everything a little puppy could want in into this cage. And it's not a small cage. The cage is like the size of a desk. And yeah, he no, is a tiny puppy. It's a big area. He's not in any way, shape, or form confined. No. It sounds like when one of my ferrets figured out that if he false screamed, I would come running and take the other ferret away from him so he could have all the food to himself. And then he spent a month standing in the food when I figured out what he was doing. It's like, it's all my food. But what he would do is he would like ferret scream cry. And I'd come running and pull the other ferret away because don't hurt the baby. Oh, my God. And it turned out a lot of the times I would come running in after a while and I would see the ferret scream and none of the other ferrets were touching him. They're just like, I don't know. <laughs> the baby ferret was like, ah! all my food, all my toys, all my blankies. Ah! If they tried to take any, it was ridiculous. It was a lot. It is a Are lot. Yoshi? Feel bad for you. So now we're up to where the, all the people remember that the cook is that the cook is still in the house, and that maybe she has some responsibility to this. And they go and check. Did I skip over something? I don't know. No, I'm up to the uh, cook. They right? just got Yvette out of the spare room because she heard about the cognac. Yeah, I think they go into the kitchen after that. Yeah, they get. So I'm on track. I'm on track. They go. They go and they're they're they are searching for the cook. And <laughs> hang on, I I'm checking something right now. Oops, because I feel like I'm skipping over a piece. Yeah, whatever. You said you weren't gonna you weren't gonna do the whole movie anyway, so who cares? Oops. Okay, fair. So they go in to check on the cook, and the cook there's nobody in the kitchen, and the freezer opens, and the dead cook falls out. And another one of my favorite cracks in the film, right at that moment, is when they're like, "Who would kill the cook? Dinner wasn't that bad." I <laughs> love that line. This is so mean. <laughs> I I still think I'm missing Mr. Body's actual murder, where he gets up and. No, we turned off the lights, and then it was gunshot went off, chaos ensued. They go over, but but Mr. Body is not dead; he's alive. Because Mrs. Peacock goes to the bathroom. Yet. They go oh, to the okay. That, that's after that. That's during the kitchen. Okay. So I'm still okay. Yeah, you're good. You're ha- doing it. I have this weird inkling that I'm that I'm leaving this piece out. Um, eh. Probably a piece you really like that you wanted to talk about. That's just not being pulled into. And, and the dog has like completely off centered me today. So I apologize, people. Leave. So they're in the, they're in the kitchen and they they decide that he wants to take the cook back to the study her her dead body because he's the butler he likes to kitchen to keep the kitchen and dining room tidy. The amount of dragging around of dead bodies and handling of dead bodies in this Now this movie. this chef is not light. I would like no, to point this not. out. She's not she is not light. It's terrible. So they're going back into the. I, and this is the part I thought I was missing, so I'm still good. They're going back into the study, and all of a sudden they're like, Mr. Body's body is gone. And they're like, What? And they just drop this body, this cook. She goes, Thud. Like, oh I don't God. know. I'm pretty sure it was the actress because I don't see how they could have recreated that. And I was just like, What did they do? Like, they drop her head first. It's it's super funny. 
And then Mr. Body's body is gone. And then Mrs. White said, we should have checked to see if he was dead. They were like, by what? Cutting off his hands and penis? And she's like, that wasn't called for. And you had this this whole argument. So Mrs. Peacock says she needs to excuse herself. And she asks him where the little boy's room is. And, well, she asks Yvette. And Yvette asks her quizzically, powder your nose? And she's like... No, I just oh no, we we madame and she goes no, I just want to powder my nose. Sure. It's weird because she didn't ask her. Oh, we oui, we, oui, I get it now. Ha! All it of a sudden, yeah, second. that's what, <laughs> all of a sudden you hear Mrs. Peacock start screaming, and they go out, and she's being attacked by Mister Body, who is very clearly dead or has been injured, and he drops to the floor, and this causes confusion. And as Wadsworth is raising his voice, because now he's very stressed, he seems. Um, I'm not yelling. All right, I'm yelling, I'm yelling. And the candlestick falls off and hits him on the head, letting you deduce on your own that the candlestick is what killed him. So then they bring him back to the study, and then they put him and the cook on the on the couch together, and they see much poor Christopher Lloyd in the middle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> see, it's great. and he goes well it doesn't matter now and they're like what's life after death and Mrs. White goes life after death is improbable as sex after marriage (laughs) another great great line she is vicious (laughs) ma'am so Wadsworth now is very stressed and, and is determined that they need to split up to search the house before the police come because the police should be coming, and he's going to lock the lock the weapons all in the cupboard in the in the study and throw away the key. So they lock the weapons up, go to throw away the key. He opens the door to chuck it with the whole group of people with him because they all want to see him throw it away. And there is a man standing on the porch door who says that his car broke down and he needs to use the telephone. Oh. Now. See them jump around. They're like, sure you can. And then they're like, you can use the one in the... No, you can use the... So they finally allow him into the lounge to go and actually try to make his phone call. But they lock him in. And then they have a discussion if he still wants to throw away the key. So he opens up the door and he actually tosses the key. Um... At this point is where they have split up and they go to their respected sections. Like so, levels of the house. Levels of the house. They do a drawing in the kitchen with matches, cuts each of the matches up to different lengths and let everybody gets paired up. So you have um, Mrs. Peacock get paired up with Professor Plum. They go to the basement. You have Mrs. White get paired up with Wadsworth. They go to the bedrooms, the bedroom. You have um, Yvette the maid get paired up with uh, Mr. Green, and they go to the attic. And then on the main floor, you have Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet. So in doing that, as people go around to start to explore the house, you start to see different things that they discover. I think mainly 
on the main floor is the discovery of the secret passages. Um, yeah. Which is as significant. Yeah. Yes. Rest was Um, just them like trying to move. And I appreciated this too, because it's one of those like very real things that would be thrown away in a horror movie because it would be distracting and kind of silly. But because of the paranoia happening in the house, no one wants anyone behind them. So they're trying to like, right. Walk upstairs next to each other and walk through doorways next to each mm-hmm. other. And it's very cute and super hilarious. And exactly how I feel like normal people would behave in that situation. It's also time consuming. And yeah. because of the way they multi screen things, you get a hint of each section of the house little by little as they're exploring. Yeah. So you don't get just full on anything. So, during this time frame, all of a sudden, the lights get shut off on the ground floor, and you don't see who's doing it. But you see the secret passage in the lounge open up, and you see a the wrench that's going toward the guy on the phone, and he's talking about... He's at some, his car broke down. Whoever he called, he's telling him his car broke down, and his, it was that creepy house out on Route 131. And... um also, the people are acting real weird. He's like, and one of them was his old boss from, and all oh, of a sudden, great. the wrench comes down, kills him, and the phone gets placed on the hook. So, in the fun. meantime, it was fun. Um, it's a nice phone, too. I kind of want a rotary phone again. Oh, this Very is before classic. the light. The lights were not at this point. I have that incorrect. So, either way, that happens. In the meantime, um, on the ground floor, Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet finally team back up because at one point in their journeys they had separated because she was enamored with the ballroom with the with the gun. Um, discovered that there is a secret passage from the conservatory that goes into the lounge, and they make That's their way through, well. and they discover that the motorist is been murdered, and they immediately start screaming. Which causes everybody in the house to react because they hear screaming and everybody starts running. And they just all, they have these very funny comedic spots where they all just collide together in one big. Very Scooby Doo chasing the bad guy through the doors moment. It's funny. And they can't get the door open and they're super upset. And Yvette goes into the study and she realizes that the cupboard has been opened, allowing the weapons to be exposed. Well, she doesn't know what else to do, so she grabs the gun from the open cupboard and she starts shooting at the lounge doors. Yeah, handle that box. And, Is it and, worth it? Let me work it. I'll put my thing down, flip it in reverse. Sorry. Then I apologize. That was super interesting. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with you either. So, um, the door is open, but they notice that the cupboard has been unlocked, and they were all under the impression that Wadsworth had thrown away the key. So, that all comes to light, but at the, just before that, the bullets that had gone to hit the door had also hit the chandelier, and the chandelier crashed and fell. So, putting them all on edge. Colonel Mustard, who just got done saying he couldn't take another and, damn scare. And the, and the, and the 
chandelier falls. And I when Yvette tells them they were going to have him die of a heart attack in that moment. I really right? did. I was like, he's dead, right? That's it. No. Well, then fine. everybody runs in to the study and Mrs. Peacock there kind of accuses Yvette of opening the cupboard. But she was like, no, it was there when it was They're like a likely story. Well, yeah, no that, it's too hot. Well, at that at that moment, the doorbell rings again, and this time it's a police officer, and he's all dressed in rain garb because it's raining outside. And he says that he's following up on a on a broken car, um, and he needs to use the phone. And then they're really trying to find rooms for him to go in because now there's bodies where the phones are. Yeah, we get another not that room, uh, not that room. Uh... Yeah, where can we put you? Yeah. <laughs> So they let him go into the library and tell him to make himself at home there for a few minutes and don't drink the cognac just in case. He goes, in case of what? They don't answer them and they lock the door. I would, so I then, would be concerned immediately if that was what's Right? What do you mean don't drink the alcohol? Like, I have to go. So they're sitting there discussing why they locked the door. Well, the phone rings and the cop sees the phone in the library and he answers it. And he talks, and he was like, hold on just a second. He starts pounding on the door. He's like, you can't lock me in here. He was like, you're interfering with an officer in the line of duty. And he was like, I'll arrest you for contempt. And I'll arrest you for hold, holding an officer. He's like, and I'll arrest you for murder. And Wadsworth opens the door. He's like, what do you mean murder? <laughs> and um, he was like... Why Why did you lock me in? And what is going on? And what are in these rooms? Because everybody had shut doors. And and he was like, and why are you getting calls from J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? And he's like, well, J. Edgar Hoover's on everybody's phone. And he takes the keys, unlocks the outside door, and closes the library door, and he goes to take the call from J. Edgar Hoover. In the meantime, everybody else wasn't dumb. They all split up, and they were trying to make it look convincing. And poor Mr. Green, they opt him to give the cop a tour of the house to try to make it look less shady. And they said that the only reason why it was at all shady was that the chandelier had fallen and almost killed them and made them nervous. And here's where they do detestable things to dead bodies to make them look alive. So he walks into the lounge and you see Colonel Mustard making out with the chef. Only (laughs) behind the chef is Mrs. Peacock trying to hold her eyes open and rubbing her arms up on him. You see Mrs. White making out with Mr. Body and she's moving his arm up and down her back. So it looks like they're they're making out on a couch. And then... Leslie and more, um, Miss Scarlet runs over with um, Professor Plum, runs into the lounge with the dead motorist, and they have him set up, and she dumps beer or wine or something out of a bottle all over him. Who's on him? Makes him look like he's passed out drunk, and they start making out on the couch. The officer walks in, and he was like, oh, he was like, this guy's drunk. And she goes, yes, dead drunk. And she's like, he's like, he won't drive him home, right? And she's like, we'll get him a car. Professor Plum goes, we'll get him a long black car. <laughs> and Leslie Moore goes, a limousine. And she's trying to fix it. <laughs> and they are convincing 
Like that hole. <laughs> and he, he, the officer comes back out, and just as Wadsworth is getting off the phone, and Wadsworth's like, "Officer," and he was like, "I don't know what you're worried about. There's nothing illegal about any of this." And he's like, "Are you sure?" He goes, "Yeah, man, this is America." He's like, "We're in a free country, didn't you know that?" And he goes, "I didn't know it was that free." <laughs> a lot of really hilarious. This is America. Funny, like. Yeah jokes in this. I think we jumped over it in the beginning, but there's another one where they're like... There's so many. There's, there's a so lot many, of American jokes. Great. Um, blackmailing. What's more American than blackmailing people? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's like, what? What's more American? Using your information to make a little money. What's more yeah. American than that? Yeah. Is how that like goes. Yes, that was like facts, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. So the officer, they let him go back in to once again make his call, and he relocks him in. And Mr. Green's like, why'd you lock him in again? It's like, we haven't stopped searching the house, and the police are still supposed to be here. And they're like, the police already came. This is the police, yo. So they, they once again split up. Now, at this point is where the lights get shut off in the house. Someone actually pulls a breaker. Pulls the breaker. You see the breaker, gloves and a breaker, and the lights all go off. And then you see a set of films and pictures that have been collected as part of the blackmail material being tossed into the fire. And you see a vet sneak her way downstairs, and she goes into the dining room. And she, and she, when she's in the room, she was like, you know, you must know every, all the notches of my face and every notch of my body. And, and she suddenly has the rope around her neck and she goes, it's you. And she's being strangled to death right then and there. It's a little sad because I really enjoyed you, bet. And I was like, oh, I, I think a lot of people enjoyed it, bet. Um, <laughs> then you... Then you see the door of the library open up and the cop is on the phone and he's once again talking about the creepy house and how he has a bad feeling and you see the lead pipe coming up behind him just hovering. And you see have a bad feeling. Yeah. And you know he's dead. Um and then you hear the doorbell ring. And the door opens up and you have a singing telegram all in the do- everybody's in the dark so and she goes da, 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 da. i am your singing telegram and who's ever right there at the door just shoots her Damn. and she's dead and she didn't do anything wrong <laughs> yes she did she was that cheerful it was wrong that's what she did wrong that is the best she fucking that works for that telegram service that poor girl though <laughs> it's, it's so aggressive. I laughed so, so hard and then felt so bad for laughing. <laughs> so then you hear screaming and Wadsworth's like, he's like, hold on, I'll help, I'll fix it. And he grabs the door handle and it turns on a shower and it drenches him. And then he finally, you see a man, she get downstairs, turn back on the lights. Um, the song comes back on the radio. Um, Life would be a dream, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> um, and everybody is coming out from wherever they were to tar- try to meet to figure out what the heck just happened. Well, and somebody at this singing telegram lady, that's what happened. 
And at this point, they discover Yvette, and then they discover the motorist, and then they're like, five murders. And then they're like, I thought I heard the door close, and the killer might have run out. They go over to the door and open it, and there's the singing telegram girl. And then they're like, six murders. Um, And it's like, their numbers are really mounting up. <laughs> well, they were like they were saying this is getting serious, and I getting serious, was, yeah. like, getting? Yes, you're right. At what point? Serious? Like, do we so reach crisis? So they pick up the telegram girl, and then Wadsworth reveals that this is that they've all been invited here on purpose, and that he knows who did it, and this is how they do it. Did it? And this is where you have some confusion because it's going to go into three different endings from that statement on. Yep. And at this point, I don't know if I really want to spoil the complete surprise by telling you which ending does what. Because I feel like if you're a listener right now, I'm hoping that you're hooked on this movie enough to say it's worth the watch. And it is worth the watch. It's worth it. It's worth watching Tim Curry run around explaining. And it's super. And, and, and the way he drags poor Michael McKeon around and just yeah. dumps him in places. It's so <laughs> funny. It's great. He just whips and, him all And the way Michael McKeon just ragdolls while he does it is even better. Like, <laughs> but at I, the end of the story, they realize that some part of the group has been an implant from the FBI. And that they've been investigating and trying to clean up on multiple murders, that all their secrets will be safe, and that the FBI is used to cleaning up after large groups of multiple murder. Another hilarious joke that I was like, they're not going to make that. Oh, they made the joke. Okay. Yeah, they did it. So there are a few, several jokes and a few more tongue-in-cheek and time period jokes. Love the Perry Mason reference. When Miss Scarlet asked him, who are you, Perry Mason? But I feel like you need to discover these endings on your own. And I, you know, not to, not to cut the movie short. And it is a short movie. It, it runs like it 96 minutes. It's yeah. not a long film. I would call it a bite-sized movie. Like, it's an easy watch. It is fun. I do. I am a little sad that I wasn't introduced to this sooner in life. Because I didn't have the same uh, nostalgia that I feel like you and Keller would have over it. Like it was funny and it was fun, but I, you know, I was telling Keller earlier, just watching it. I was a little bit like, I don't think this could be done with any other cast Mm -hmm. because it's such a superstar cast that is having so much fun and knows how to act. Well, it was so many people who could probably make almost anything work. I mean, Um, it was announced a couple of years ago and Ryan Reynolds has said that it's on the back burner. But he has been entrusted with the rights at the moment to create a new one. Oh, and whether, oh don't fuck it up, Ryan. And, okay. And whether or not it actually gets made, because I Googled it last night because I wanted an update. And they said that its chances are, are, a little, are a little far off if they get to because of the Disney takeover. Because Ryan Reynolds didn't have that to deal with before that because his deal was with 20th Century Fox. But um, right. Ryan's involved though. I I it'll I be good. More faith in it because of the he he will take his time because I know he's he's been wanting to do Deadpool forever and ever and ever and he waited until he could do it the way he wanted to. That's wonderful. And it came it out fantastic. So, so 
I have a bit more faith in it now if Ryan Reynolds is involved. And that being said, when you actually play the Clue games, even the ones that are not TV and movie oriented, the ones that are actually Clue, you know, with with the original characters, there are different storylines that portray throughout each one. There are. And and I, make... Oh, sorry. go ahead. Go, um, go ahead. I... I... I play it on um, my Switch, too. I've downloaded oh. some versions on the Switch, too. And they're fun to go through as well because they have different themes and different settings and a little bit of a different storyline as well. And they're just as fun. Oh, oh I don't. What are you doing? Sorry, my lizard just jumped at the roof of his tank. So I know that I'm not. <laughs> Apparently he wants out. Apparently. <laughs> he short-circuited. <laughs> <laughs> I look over and he's like hanging on the roof of his tank and then just dropped and now he's looking at me like what's up mom like what anyway despite me not being a necessary a video game player Josh did get me the switch game and I have seen all those skins I want those as real games the that Egyptian masquerade one no the, 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 one. Yeah, the, and the, va- the vampire one I like the Egyptian one. The Egyptian one to me is gorgeous, but I've always had a lore for Egyptian stuff. But no, the Masquerade one is fantastic. I agree. I want them to make those. That's like eight different versions you can have. I want those as real games. Yeah, like I don't understand. I don't either. Because one thing I don't like about the gameplay, if you play by yourself, they make all six players play, and it's super boring because you have no interaction with yourself. Yeah, like everybody else, you have to wait for them to all make their guesses, and it's very aggravating. Which yeah. is why I probably don't play it more. But it's it's very pretty. It is very pretty. Yeah, I haven't played the vampire one yet because vampires and and zombies are not my particular favorite creatures on the planet. But that's a whole other conversation. But I have done the Masquerade in the Egyptian one on the Switch game, and those those are very, very pretty. And I would love to see the Egyptian and the Masquerade ones as actual games, because... Physical games. The Empire one is like a castle, though. Yeah. They're, they're gorgeous. <sighs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but yes, each one of the different games, if you actually read the pamphlets that come in each game, each one has a story. Yeah. And oh, it's for set up for that game. And yes, they use the same characters, but each one, like in Master Clue, they introduced Mr. Body's niece, Miss Peach, and um, Mademoiselle Rose, who was a spiritist that Mr. Body hired, and Monsieur Burnett, who was a painter that was doing a portrait for him, and Sergeant Gray, who was an officer um, investigating. So they have other characters they every time they do something new with the characters they create a story to explain why they've done it or when they remove mrs white and had her niece take over as dr orchid or when the ghost of mrs white game version exists where she dies and talks and talks them through figuring out who the murderer is they did that so you could use alexa she's 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 mrs white It is so it's more than just a clue game because you have different versions. You have the clue carnival game, you have clue master detective, you have uh the one that takes place entirely in the train station called um Cluedo Passport to Murder. Um so every everywhere everyone each game has its own story to the game. And it just increases on the clue universe. Yes, Mr. Body always ends up dying, but Still, 
Yeah, the, the, the basis of the game is always the same, but there's different different stories to it as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a whole extended universe, which is very cool. Actually. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, cool, and people don't realize. And the boards are beautiful. Yeah, they the, are. They're yeah, beautiful. They are. Yeah, you've shown me several of your boards, and they are all gorgeous. So, like there's a reason why I collect the clue games and this movie is, does have a cult following. Um, they made a psych episode that had all the remaining living cast members on it. Oh, really? Uh, it kind of a reunion. Yeah. Um, cool. super fun, super fun. Um, and if you watch castle in the first few seasons of castle and Richard's, um, office, he has the Franklin mint 3d clue version. No way, that's cool too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which of course I have that as well, but I was super impressed that he had that he had that piece that they did that that little nod. They chose that one. That's cool. Um Pluto also has had game shows. So the it's been made into game series game shows. And there is a a TV station used to call the hub. Uh-huh. And they premiered a ver- a kids version of Clue, teenagers, and they had a Clue mini series, and that's also pr- quite fun. It's a little annoying because it's filmed in that modern day sort of filming where it looks like it's a soap set, you know, where it zigzags, and I I hate that version of film, but it's it's still a decent story. It's quite good. Highly recommend. And if that's not enough, and you can't get there's a whole line of clue books by A.G.E. Parker, and then there is um, newer clue books. There was three of them that came out. Um, I have them over there in the study with the knife. I'm trying to remember her name. Yeah. That wrote them. And there's also clue comic books from IDW. So there was two full runs of mysteries that are all there that are all different stories. Ryan Reynolds has all kinds of stuff to work with. I'm amazed. I didn't realize it was such an extended thing, like franchise in general. I did yeah. not realize that. The the I Broadway didn't... play also has all kinds of different endings to it. If you are lucky enough to get a hold of get a, get a chance to see it, because it's off Broadway now, so it's whenever pr- production companies or even students Play decide it. to put it on. Yep, I, I got very lucky that the Paramount did it here once, quite a few years ago, and I got to go to two of the three showings. So yeah. that was super fun. Um, but yeah, Clue has its own universe that people are almost virtually unaware of. <clears throat> and it's about to attack new universes this year because it's going to have its own role-playing game. Oh, no. Uh, something about critical choice? Critical role. Critical role. Was Clue? They're coming out with a Clue edition later this year. So that will add to it and be a that's whole new element. That's where Scanlan comes from. That's where Scanlan comes from, right? I yeah. I knew that, but I knew that there's like different versions and variants. Yeah. yeah. So no clue is clue is like I said one of my one of my big. It's so bad that they made Johnny Lightning cars and they they're on their second series of them now. Little Matchbox cars that are clue oriented. Not even to talk about the Wendy's clue toys, the KFC promotions with the kids' meals. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, the uh, restaurant called 99 had kids' cups that advertised one of the editions. 
of course, all this crap I have, believe it or not. I believe it. There's ornaments. I'm sure I've seen it, honestly, because I know how you are about Clue. I just probably it was in one ear and out the other. I was like, oh, that's amazing, Richard. Yeah, it's great. Correct. You're like, yeah, my stuff! <laughs> and, then, and then Comic-Con did a whole search and find thing, and they gave out pins that you had to collect to get a free game. And oh, I have all the pins. Cool. That's I have all, fun. Yeah. I have all the pins from that promotion, which are super hard to get. And I... And I have there. Uh, there was for a Game of Thrones, uh, a, a Game of Thrones promotion. Actually, it was a Game of Thrones clue promotion. And they have an, a Comic Con exclusive extension, which is the first time Clue ever got an extension, as well. So I have all the pieces to that promotion, even the checkoff card. I finally found one. Wow! So it's it's a real thing. That's cool. So now you guys all know why Clue is super, super massively important to me. Um, if you have Clue questions, of course, please post them to the site. I'll be happy to answer or find my Clue webpage at Ultimate Clue and Cluedo on Facebook because I, it's it's pretty well detailed. Every edition's listed. You'll, and every time something new comes out, I advertise it there. You'll have to link that in the Discord for everybody. Yep. I mean, this year alone, they just came out with a Finding Nemo one. Other releases this year include Dexter, The Grinch. The, um, the, the Labyrinth one one too, right? Then the Labyrinth. Then there's the, the Clue, like I said, that Clue um, Critical Role game. And then there's a whole new Clue game, which I haven't memorized the name for, but it's going to be its own separate edition, its own expansion world. So there's going to be a new edition of Clue this year that's Clue characters, but not technically Clue. Oh, that's cool. It's its own, yeah, it's its own entity unto itself. Right. Well, I learned something new about. I'm just glad you got to see the movie because the movie to me is so fun. It it is a lot of fun. It is fun. I think I had more fun talking about it than I like watching it was charming and fine. I was telling uh, Keller earlier that I because. I'm watching it for the first time in my adult world. I don't think I have the same kind of nostalgia attachment to it, but that doesn't make it any less charming, which can happen with movies where you're like, well, I didn't I love this as a child. So watching it now, it's like not. And that doesn't work with this movie. This movie was very entertaining and very quotable and very fun. Um, don't think you could have done it with anyone else. The cast looked like they were having so much fun and they were kind of all just like in the middle of their prime. It was fun to watch. Oh, the new Clue spinoff game is called Treachery at Tudor Manor. Treachery at Tudor Manor. Interesting. Yeah, and it will have its own it'll have its own its own story and its own roles, which is fun. And then themed ones, we're also getting a Bridgeport one, the Grinch. Um Oh, they're the just Clue, HBO movies. I gotcha. The Clue Pets edition is super, super cute. Send me pictures of that. It looks adorable. Yep. And the Clue, the Clue yeah, Pets edition came in from Canada. It's cute. It just sounds charming and adorable. And then there was a Vietnamese one I got from the movie The Quiet American that was a guy paid to have made. And then there was a Springtime Clue, which came in a little house. And the 007 clue, which could only be bought off the double the James Bond website. And there is a Metallica clue game that's only available on the Metallica website. Jesus Christ. 
I wonder yep. how much they pay to have a clue game made in their likeness. Um, everybody can do it. Like it's it's an option for you to contact them, and they will. The oh. price point is usually the price point to buy them is about forty dollars a piece. And I know that they have to produce a large amount, so I'm going to assume that they have to spend a good chunk of money to do it because forty dollars should make their profits back. So, yeah. so I'm not. I'm going to guess that it probably costs them between twenty and thirty dollars a game for them to make money. Back. No, I mean like who pays who in the sense that like does the artist want because the franchise Clue is so big. Is the artist paying to have Clue made in their likeness? Or is it the other way? Is Clue paying to be able to make? So it, it depends. So USAopoly yeah. has the rights from Parker Brothers currently to do the, the special editions. They have a link on there that you can call and follow and order them for a business to have them made for your business or your museum or your, you know, that kind of thing. But they also obtain rights for programming and they release their own. So, it, depending on how you do it, ones that are available from their own website, like the James Bond one, mm-hmm. would have been paid by the James Bond franchise because they have it as an exclusive for their website only. So, it's not a national release. And I think that's where you differentiate, really. Um, there was a Shinola Detroit, um, which is a hotel, and mm-hmm. they had an edition specifically made that was the $400 game. Um, but it's all made with wooden pieces, and, and that's absolutely Pretty. stunning. The version of, um, oh, it's called Juicy Couture. I guess they're a clothing company. Yes, they, they, are. Um, yes, they are. Amazing. Um, well, I'd never heard of them. They made one for their employees. So oh, those, they, you hilarious. Know, so it depends on what you do. I mean, you can kill somebody with a shoe. Like, that's pretty amazing. I have oh, that and game, that's too. That's what I'm thinking of. So, like, in the mall, under the escalator, with the sweatpant tie? No, it's more like <laughs> a luxury store. No, so, I mean, Juicy Couture for oh. a long time had a jogger suit that was super popular into the oh. 2000s. It was pink. It said Juicy on the ass. That's it's a big deal. Super funny. You remember it? <laughs> Super funny. That's why I said with the sweatpant tie. I was like, oh. I sweatpant murder weapon. <laughs> oh god, I remember them. Perfume bottle of death. So yeah, depending on what the property is, sometimes they pay for it. Sometimes the company pay f- pays for it. It really depends. Like Disney World commissions them to do exclusive games for Disney every now and then. They've had three Clue oh. games so far. Four. Four Clue games. They had a Villains Edition made exclusively for for Disney World. Um, they now have an over-the-counter edition of Villains, too, but they're different villains. Uh, I found that funny. Um, they had a Tower of Terror. Um, they had a... Um... Oh, what's that other one called? There are both green bucks. One is Tower of Terror, and one is. Haunted Mansion, Tower of Terror. They haven't done a. I would love a Haunted Mansion one. I don't don't think it's Haunted Mansion. Hang on. Let me. I'll tell you in a second. 
it was oh maybe it is haunted mansion haunted mansion's the first one you're right it's haunted mansion tower of terror it was like wait a minute i do have a haunted mansion one that's the first one so i mixed them up so there's a haunted mansion a tower of terror and a um and a villains one they also did one for their disney cruise lines you could only get it it was worse because the cruise line was you could only get it if you went on the three these three specific cruises you had to belong to the disney vacation club and you got to pick between monopoly or clue so the the quantities on those are super super limited when i bought that i had to pay a 100 bucks to get it um it's probably worth money now oh oh yeah like i you that was like seven years ago so i'm I'm assuming that that hasn't seen the light of day in a while. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it, it. Clue is a it's it's a big thing, but not as big as Monopoly. And my it's favorite, almost like a secret club world, though. It's like they, people who are into it seem yeah. to be really into it, and then the rest of us like didn't fucking know any better. And um, Clue never mm. had a special edition until 1997. So Monopoly's been making all kinds of additions for literally since Ever. the 80s. Yeah. Um, Clue's very first special edition was Alfred Hitchcock. And it came out in 97. And I was super happy with that. It was a great, it was a great themed, themed game. It's a brilliant so. game to have themes for, too. It's actually, it's pretty genius, because they can just keep reusing that layout and apply it to almost everything. It's pretty brilliant. I mean, some of the games make sense, like um, Who Shot Mr. Burns uh, came out with The Simpsons. They okay. did the, the Family Guy. Uh, they based, it got released the Night of the Family Guy episode that went with it. Oh. Where they're, which is a Clue spinoff. And, yeah, and it was... Um, you know, the one where Stewie almost shoots Lois at the end. And oh, that's a fun two part episode. And then they have Penny Dreadful, which made sense that they would do Penny Dreadful. They have um you know, the Hitchcock one makes sense. Um I'm trying to think that there there are a lot there are a lot there that I can be like, I could see that as a clue. The Scooby Doo one, the supernatural one. Those all made sense to do. Um, but then you have the weird ones that make no sense. Like the Virgin Mobile that Virgin Mobile paid for, for their employees. And the Juicy that's Couture weird. one. Yeah. yeah. That's also weird. That's why and, I was like, sweatpants murder. That's very strange. And the Metallica oh. one, truthfully, is weird. Um, I could see Metallica and other metal bands doing something like super metal like that, though. Like being like, we should have a game. It's Metallica. Why wouldn't they? Fucking Metallica. <laughs> Germany is very big on the game. Um, when they got really? the personalized clue games in, all kinds of towns had them made for their town. It was like, oh, you're going to make one for your town. I'm going to make one for my town. There were like 18 Germany games that came out that year. Oh, and wow. like eight of them, eight or nine of them, half are towns. See, that's hmm. a lot. Like, I would be interested to know what in their culture catapulted that. I don't know, but apparently, because I naturally inquired, I mean, I bought them all, but it, it, it is a lot. Like, it's a big section of my clue collection. On one shelf, you see all these towns. It's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And yeah, apparently well, Germans and are just... One... 
Kind of, yeah. Bizarre. I think one of my one of my favorite ones I think is from Denmark, and that's uh, uh, also one that involves a train. So I'm waiting for them to come out with like an Agatha Christie one or you know something like they need to do that. But I really because I know about the Juicy Couture one, I really need them to come out with an Alta one because that would crack me up. That would make <laughs> me giggle. I don't know yeah, what Alta is. Kinda... Andy, Prada. Alta is a makeup store you go in where there's no prices on shit. Oh, dear. It's that kind of makeup store. I have a couple things from them, but it's scary. Like, you don't, they don't. And if you ask the lady, they're like, how much is this? They look at you like you shouldn't be in there. <laughs> it's, wow. it's a lot. Um, those stores. It's one of those stores. So I would really, it would, if Clue came out with a game reflecting that store i would buy it just because i find that store hilarious and i went in with my son and i think the lady was gonna have a fucking heart attack because he was just what's these things i wonder (laughs) i love it yeah fun super amazing so pretty well it's fantastic That was great, though, Richard. Thank you for introducing that into my life. I I had not. That was a first watch for me. And I watched it three times this morning, and it was totally worth it every time. It made me giggle all three times. I've I've never stopped watching it. It's my go-to movie. If I'm feeling bad, that's the movie I go to. It's a comfort movie, yep. It is a comfort movie. It's a movie I can play in the background. (laughs) It's a movie I can show friends, but friends get annoyed at me because I talk with the film. I mean, I kept quoting the film, so obviously oh, I know it. I mean, that's it's just with the Nightmare Before Christmas, so I get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. Practical Magic is the one I can do that too. Well, I like Practical Magic. That's a good movie. Next week we're doing. I, you know, I'm going to start writing this down on my calendar. I don't ever write anything down on my calendar, so I'm going to start writing stuff down on my calendar. Hey. Next week is the Tim Curry conversation. Tim, Tim Curry conversation, yeah. Talking Tim Curry. And then we're going to do Legend on the 17th. And then what are we talking about on the 24th? <laughs> oh, Tim Burton, that's right. Duh. Correct. We get our two Tims. This, uh... And then... The Sunday after that, which is actually May 1st, and I don't have my calendar on that. My calendar goes into May after that. But that's May Willow, I think. Yep, May 1st is Willow. And then we're going to have a conversation. Oh, it's man. Tim Curry. We're doing two. It's Tim Curry and then Legend, right? Yeah, right. so we're also doing three weeks of Tim Curry. Then we're talking about Tim Burton. Got it. Yep, Tim Burton, and then May 1st is Willow. Which Richard hasn't seen, Cat. Right. Hey! Yeah! I'm excited to see the response to that. I feel well, like Richard's either going to love it or hate it. It's it's going to be one of those movies for Richard. That's how people oh. respond to it, too. It is yeah. very much one of those movies where, again, nostalgia comes into play. You oh. might really love it. You might be like, I don't know why we're here. 
Well, yep. of course, I don't have it with the nostalgia eyes, so I have to see it fresh. Yep, it's going to be one of those those childhood movies where either you're going to love it because you saw it growing up, or you're going to hate it because you're seeing it now as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Or you might love it anyway if you have a child inside you, but you're kind of dead inside, so we'll you see. You are kind of dead inside, so. I mean, I'll eat children. That's not... <laughs> Richard! <laughs> that was a hard left. <sighs> Richard, no. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I have to go. You, you know, Kat, you were supposed to come down today. Am I supposed to come down today? I mean, technically, how far is Rutland? I have to Google Maps. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours? Yep. It's a commitment. I would need to come down in the morning. Yep. Truth. To come down in the morning and then drive back. It would have to be Sunday morning and then drive back at night, Sunday night. Be a day. Because I wouldn't have slept the night before. Right. Unless I, like, lie and take it off. You don't look well. You have this cold. I'm clearly going to die any moment. I mean, I'm sure they'd be super pissed considering I've already missed several days of work because of whatever the fuck that was. Mm. Me out. What's one more day? Right. Fine. (laughs) <laughs> the great thing about my job is there is no, like, second me to replace me, so. Oh, oh. dear. I'm security. Right. <laughs> People really hate third shift. It's not. Everyone thinks they like third shift until they do it, so. Oh, I love third shift. I, I, I did it for, like, years. Oh, God. I did it for like months and I hated it. Why do you think I have such a hard time in the morning? I hate mornings. I'm a night person. I will say that was one of the that was one of the only benefits of me getting injured when I got injured was that I didn't have to do third shift or work at all anymore. <laughs> I, fuck you! I'm out. Uh, out. Permanent nerve damage. Fuck you, world! I don't have to work anymore. I'm gonna go get an education. <laughs> Just a, like miracle dance away. No, I didn't because it hurt to do it. <laughs> oh, oh, and then it I'm hurt sorry. to do that. You're like flailing your arms. That hurts. Like, <laughs> pretty much. My friend Shay t- asks me about my flippers all the time because that's kind of what I do. I just kind of oh. like. <laughs> I'm like a penguin. I don't. I don't. I don't do this as much anymore because it hurts. Like so, I just kind of flipper now. <laughs> oh, flipper. <laughs> I do. It sucks. Don't ever get bilateral cubital tunnel, ladies and gentlemen, because it hurts. The benefit, though, you don't have funny bones anymore. (laughs) It's so weird to me that you don't have funny bones, but it's... It is. It's super weird. Like, I haven't had them since 2016, and it is still super weird when I, like, bang my elbow into things. And I just kind of stopped. I'm like, ow. And people are like, did that really hurt? I'm like, no, it's just a reaction to say ow still. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like it's proper to respond. Right. Well, you know how you, like, you get that, that, that quick pain in your elbow because you do actually hit the bone? Yeah. That's what hurts. It's not like that static that goes straight through your arm to your right, pinky. Yeah, I don't get the nerve reaction anymore because the nerve is not there. 
but I get the, the bone reaction of that sharp pain in your bone real quick. Can you get what? A Sharpie. Do What Sharpie do you want? You want the big Sharpie or do you want the regular size Sharpie? I don't know where the regular Sharpie is. That's not, that's a big Sharpie too. Hold on, I got Riddick in here wanting my Sharpies and I don't know where they are. Where are my Sharpies? Oh, I got it's the okay. I think I have to go soon anyway because of the dog. Okay. Want some Sharpies? I... Uh, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where are my regular Sharpies? I'm seriously missing okay. my regular Sharpies. I should have two regular Sharpies in here, and all I have are my big ones. Dude, somebody stole my fucking Sharpies. Someone put them... Never mind. Like, no, I have, like, the big ones, like, the big ones, but I should have a regular-sized one in here that's double-ended, and it's gone, and I'm not happy about that. Only took the big one? They took my... They took my regular Sharpie, and it's one of those ones that's got, like... The, no, we're still recording. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not happy. All right, guys, this was super fun, though. <laughs> Richard's like, I hate you all, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go rescue my puppy, so I will see you guys all later. Thank you guys for listening, as always. All Thank right. you guys. This is amazing. Hey everybody, we'll see you next week. Good luck with your Sharpie thief. Yeah, <laughs> find that now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Why are we? Why are we not stopping? Oh my god, I don't understand how to use Welcome this. Welcome to the after show where we talk about.